This is Urban Tiger Radio, a project supported by CybermouseMultimedia.com, sponsors of our free weekly podcasts. Search for Urban Tiger Radio in the iTunes Store or on Stitcher.com and hit the subscribe button to receive free automatic downloads. Please remember to share and rate our show before you leave. This week's episode is... The Comer. Many, many years ago when I was an apprentice, I worked for a man who, later in my life, became one of my dearest friends and colleagues. His name was Wilf, and he was a character in the real spirit of the term. The sayings in this story are his, and I'm sorry as I can't remember more of them at this time. One of his sayings, he was a keen gardener by the way, was that you should always let your worst enemy prune your roses by cutting them back to a minimum that was hard to condone while doing it yourself. You were guaranteed a bumper crop the following year. The same rule applies to writing. Whether it be a poem, short fiction or a novel, outside influence and opinion should be sought and welcomed. It only makes you better. Wilf taught me many other things when, after he retired, he came to work for me. Not the least was the ability to take it on the chin and keep smiling. The following story is true, almost, but is a true reflection of the lovely man he was. Oh, hello. Come on in. Sorry, I didn't hear you at the door. You been there long? Oh, right. I was upstairs. Can't hear a thing with the hoover on. Haven't seen you for a while. You all right? Oh, good. Well, it gets a bit quiet these days, but I'm all right. Yes, here, let me take your coat. You sure? It's no trouble. All right. Let me put the fire on then. That's better. It'll warm up in a minute. Cup of coffee? Good. Oh, Wilf. Yes, I know. It's sad. But if you've got to go, then that's the way to do it. Is it really? That long? Yeah. Before you know it, almost. Do you know, I remember when summers used to last forever. He was sat in his chair the last time I saw him. Oh, sorry, will you sit down? Let me get that kettle on. Won't be a minute. Put your feet up on the hearth. It's warmer. Oh, here, look. Look, there's some chocolate on the mantel. Help yourself. Oh, go on. Nobody's looking. I've a cake here that Mary left, too. Seems a shame. Too much just for one. I know you'll help me. Oh, stop it. It won't hurt for once. Sat there, large as life he was. Can see him now. He didn't look well, but then he always did. Here, let me put that paper under it. It'll be all right then. Won't mark the table. Hattie really looked after him, you know. Yeah, she worshipped him. Could be a bugger, though. Did you like the chocolate? Have some more with your coffee. Wilf always did that. Always had a bar of chocolate on the mantel. Said he saved it there for when I dropped in. Said he knew I liked a piece of chocolate. Never quite the same since Hattie went. Two years? Four? It's like I said, before you know it almost. Do you know, I remember the sun was shining. No, the last time I saw him, I mean. 
I used to call regular, Saturday mornings mostly, sometimes during the week if I needed somewhere to run to for half an hour. He'd always put the kettle on, and there was always a piece of chocolate on the end of the mantel. Didn't have to ask after a while. He'd just smile and say, Get on with it. Help yourself. Nobody's looking. A bit more cake? You've soon polished that off. Hang on. No, there's plenty in the tin. I always wash it out before she calls for it. Keeps bringing it back with another in. Do they still make these biscuits? Probably call them something else now. Something trendy. I remember it was sunny. Because it shone in through the window and into the holes in his cardy. And he had that pale green shirt on. And he hadn't had a shave for days. He still had some colour in his hair, you know. Even at that age. I remember it was sticking up at the back like alfalfa. Would you like some more milk in that? No? All right. It's not the same now, is it? The bottle stuff tastes like plastic and the cartons taste of wax. Here, let me take that plate. Bit more cake? You can manage a little bit. Oh, go on. Nobody's looking. Hey, there I go again. That were one of Wilf's. He had one or two like that. When someone wouldn't pay, he'd say he needed a stiff letter from Fernuffity, or he'd say, how many F's in bugger? Or if he couldn't get to the bottom of someone, he said they wanted mesmerising by the public anarchist. He were a lad. I've got some beef in the fridge. Too much for me. I'm going to make a sandwich in a minute. There's some pickles on the cellar. Can't buy just enough beef for one these days. And it shrivels up to note when you cook it. Don't know what they do to it. And by the time I've had half of it, I'm fed up and my teeth are tired. Do me a favour, really. You will? Oh, good. I'll get the plates out. You know, his trousers were all shiny on the tops of his legs. I remember that. And he was always so clean when Natty was here. He didn't smell, though. Say what you like, he was clean that way. And I remember one clip was undone on his braces, and I was sat there listening to him talking. Oh, he could talk, you know. Lovely man. I learnt a lot just by listening to him. Things I could never buy, like attitudes and how to tell what a person was thinking just by reading the little signs like how they sat and even how they ate their chocolate. Took it all with him, except for what he taught me and I'll never forget that. Hey, do you want some Branston? Mustard? I think there's a pickled onion left from Christmas. No? Well, they keep, don't they? Well, I was sat with my feet up on the hearth and I caught sight of something move on the chairs where they'd been pushed under the table. Wilf, I said, there's something under the table. By God, it's a cat. A cat's got him, Will. He just smiled and reached under the table and lifted out this beautiful grey black and white cat and sat it on his lap. The cat curled up right away and closed its eyes. You sort of wanted to do that around Will. He always felt safe somehow. Here, the tea's mashed. Let me rinse that out. Two sugars? Oh, slimming, are we? Well, nobody's looking here. Anyway, this cat sat there purring, and I could see its fur trembling away like a kettle on the hob, and I said, Who's as the cat, Wilf? It's a cummer, he said. A what? I said. A cummer, he says. Comes and goes when it pleases. It always knows where to come when it's hungry, though. Stands there meowing at the door to be let in. Turns its nose up at everything at first. Then, when it thinks nobody's looking, it takes everything in sight. It's a wonder it leaves the plate. 
Whose is it, then? I said. Don't know, he said. I think the neighbour feeds it as well. Wherever it comes from, it's well looked after. Just look at its fur. You can see somebody loves it. It's a nice cat. How long's it been around? I said. Oh, he says, a month or two. It doesn't seem to want to go home much. It's always here or out in the back. Well, I leaned across to stroke it, and under the fur there's this collar. Hey, Wilf, I said, it's got a collar on, look. Oh, aye, he says. I turned the collar around, and out from under all the fur comes this round disc. Another slice? Good. The bread usually ends up stale before I get round to eating it all. Some more tea? Kettle's still warm. Won't take a minute. Sorry? Oh, the disc. It said, Harry. I said, is that it then, Wilf? The cat's name's Harry? He just sat there stroking it. Suppose so, he said. If that's what it says, don't really know. Don't matter. It comes and goes when it pleases, except when it's hungry. What's in a name, eh, puss? Well, when I turned the disc over, it said, Wilf Sergeant, 39, Peregrine Road. I said, it's yours, Wilf. Somebody must have bought it for you to keep you company. I'm glad. It looks a nice cat. Don't really know, he said. It just turned up one day and I fed it and it just keeps coming back, I told you. It's a comer. Here, let me put those in the sink. You've got to go? Well, take the chocolate with you. Eat it when nobody's looking. Oh, it's all gone. Never mind. You know, I think I knew then that he wasn't far away. You get this feeling about people, don't you? It's in the way they hold their head and in the things they say. It sort of signals where they are down that road and how far they've got to go before they reach the end. And then, would you believe it, a few days later, and he's gone. Oh, sorry, of course, you didn't take your coat off, did you? You weren't stopping. <laughs> It looks a nice coat. Hope it keeps the rain off. You'll come again? Yes, any time. It don't matter. I'm always here. Yeah, sorry. I'll listen out for you next time. Yes, I promise. And you. Bye. Meow. You can come on out now, Harry. Nobody's looking. And it's no good hiding under the table because I know where you are. There might be a bit of beef left, no? Well, they've eaten all the chocolate. Now don't look like that, I'm only kidding. There's some more on the cellar. We'll put a bit more out on the mantel. Seems a bit quiet now. But they'll be back, won't they? Yes. We know a comer when we see one, don't we, Harry? Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... <coughs> from Nelly. Goodbye. <coughs>